0: Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D from Coffee with Carrie. Welcome to season two of Coffee with Carrie podcast. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think you'll be encouraged. So how is your 2021 going? Are you back into the swing of homeschooling? I know, I feel you. It's always so hard to get back to our homeschool routine after the holidays. And this year has been even harder for Joe and I since we didn't really have our normal routine to begin with because of COVID. It's hard to find that morning rhythm again. Did you listen to last week's podcast on ditching all the distance learning? Well, then maybe you're trying to get into a new groove Or maybe you decided to keep most of all of your online classes and you're back to Zooming all day long. You might be feeling a bit gloomy this January, wondering if life and homeschooling will ever get back to normal. Or maybe you're feeling a sense of loss like me and you're wondering, is this the new normal? If you've read my new book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God, you know that I split the book into two sections. The objective of the book is to help homeschooling moms rest in the Lord, focus on what's really important, and then simplify your homeschooling by using two principles, the Sabbath principle and the simplification principle. In the first section, we dig deep into God's Word and discuss how to apply the Sabbath principle throughout our day, in our week, during each month, and even on a yearly basis. And in the second section of the book, we explore ways to apply the simplification principle to our homeschooling, our lessons, our planning, our family time, and even our playtime. One of my favorite chapters is chapter four in the first section of the Sabbath principle. It's one of my favorites because the ideas in this chapter were not planned at all. They were truly God-ordained. God's ways and God's timing are always far better than mine. In some of the most challenging homeschooling years, God met me in ways I would never have imagined. He laid out plans for me and for my children in ways I would never have planned myself. Yet, as God would have it, the events and ideas shared in this chapter are by far some of my family's most cherished homeschooling memories. Only God could have orchestrated such plans. Only God could have turned those ashes into beauty. And only God could have redeemed what I thought was lost time. Last week's podcast, we talked about ditching the distance learning and going old school. But for some of you, God might be calling you to take an even more drastic and daring approach to your second half of the school year. Perhaps God's calling you and your family to take a sabbatical year. Wait, 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 wait. Don't turn the podcast off just yet. You know you are a bit intrigued at the idea. If you're exhausted from COVID schooling or survival schooling and all this distance learning and what seems like what might be a new normal and that it's never going to end, then stick around. Listen to the podcast say a little prayer. Ask God to speak to you. Maybe what I share isn't 100% for you and your family in the season of homeschooling, but perhaps there might be a few things I talk about that you can adapt, amend, and maybe try using the rest of your school year. So take a deep breath, put your feet up, and grab a cup of coffee. I want to share with you chapter four of my book, Just Breathe. And I the not-so-radical idea of taking a homeschool sabbatical year as a way to rest in the Lord and simplify your life in homeschooling. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Chapter 4, A Sabbath Year, A Year of Rest. So perhaps you think I'm a little crazy, and I have now taken the Sabbath principle a bit too far. Do you really think I'm going to actually suggest you take a whole year off of homeschooling? Well, maybe I am. It's actually not such a radical idea. God did institute the Sabbath year in Leviticus 25. The Israelites were to give the land a rest every seventh year. Not surprisingly, this is actually a sound agricultural practice backed by today's science and agricultural engineers. Today, farmers use a technique called crop rotation. It is similar to God's farming plan and that three or more fields are rotated each year so that one field has a year to rest and lay fallow. Rotating the crops or giving one field a rest from sowing increases soil fertility, crop yield, and soil nutrients. It also limits diseases, pests, weeds, and pollution. Come to think of it, Maybe you do want to let your homeschooling field rest and lay fallow for a year, if it means it will yield more fruit and it will get rid of all the pests and weeds. Taking a Sabbath year was not only good for the land, but it was good for the people. It was meant to help the Israelites deepen their faith in the Lord and to help them learn how to trust God for His provisions. How are the Israelites supposed to survive without reaping or sowing for a whole year? The food for the Israelites, their servants, and livestocks were to come from harvesting the sabbatical year's crop. This meant the Israelites reaped the harvest that grew on its own accord in the seventh year. God promised them in Leviticus 25.20, I will send you such a blessing in the sixth year that the land will yield enough for three. In other words, the Israelites had no reason to worry. God promised to take care of them if they would only trust him to provide. Obeying this command came with much blessing. However, not honoring the Sabbath year led to discipline and even deportation. God's people were led into captivity for many years due to their disobedience and idolatry. We read in 2 Chronicles how important taking a Sabbath year was to God. When the Israelites were led into captivity, the Bible mentions in chapter 36, verse 21, the land finally enjoyed its Sabbath rest. All the time of its desolation, it rested. It appears the only way the land had a chance to rest was to remove the stiff-necked people who were occupying it. God takes this idea of rest very seriously. Now, I'm not suggesting that God will remove you from your home if you don't take a Sabbath year from homeschooling, nor am I suggesting that you're sinning if you decide to not skip a year of school. But I am suggesting we take a serious look at the idea of a Sabbath year and what that might look like in our homeschooling journey. Our family never felt called by God to take a whole year to travel. However, He has called us to a few sabbatical years in other ways and for other reasons. When my daughter was younger and my son was just a babe, we took a quote-unquote sabbatical year from formal homeschooling. It was a rough pregnancy, (laughs) and my daughter's asthma was out of control. My son was attacked by almost every obscure and contagious virus he could possibly catch. He never slept, and my migraines were back with a vengeance due to sleep deprivation. We tried to start the new year in September, but by October, my husband and I realized something had to change putting my daughter in traditional school was not an option, so we prayed for God to show us what to do. While I waited and begged for answers from God, I started attending Bible study fellowship with my daughter on Wednesday mornings and began participating in every field trip our homeschool group offered. Little did I know, God was answering my prayers and I didn't even realize it. In hindsight, What I was doing out of desperation was actually God whispering in my ears His plans for our family that year. Now, during that sabbatical year, we didn't crack open one textbook or one math workbook. We read God's Word to prepare for our weekly Bible study class. We visited the local library every week for their story time and to pick up our weekly supply of picture books to read. We just started doing nature studies in our backyard, in the local mountains, and on our hikes. My daughter is very creative, so we spent hours at the dollar store hoarding supplies for all of our arts and craft projects. We played tons of card and board games and made up several of our own. My daughter began taking piano lessons and joined a local musical theater company. And when we could, We participated in field trips to local gardens, zoos, arboretums, outdoor parks, and aquariums. I didn't plan our day's lessons because I didn't have the mental or physical strength to think about it. Looking back, this sabbatical year looked and felt a lot like unschooling. But for my health and the survival of our homeschool endeavor, I needed to rest from the formal and explore being more flexible. Now, at this time, the homeschool group we were affiliated with required standardized testing every April. Needless to say, I was beyond nervous about the results. I personally don't put much stock into standardized scores, but my husband insisted on them. I was dreading this year in particular. I knew we did not do any formal lessons in reading and spelling and math, science, history, none of it but I was shocked at the scores. Not only did God bless our sabbatical year, but he blessed it abundantly. My daughter was in the 99th percentile in all academic areas but spelling, which was always low. But this year, it was higher than usual. Our sabbatical year of field trips, of art and nature and reading and games and music was a huge success on many different levels academically it was a success our health improved my migraines subsided and my son actually took a few naps after a few of our field trips looking back I always talk about this particular year of homeschooling as one of my favorites now many years later God gently forced another sabbatical year into our homeschooling planning my son was having a particular challenging year academically he has always struggled with reading, spelling, and working memory. We later found out that he was dyslexic with some visual processing issues. Until he was diagnosed and we were taught coping and learning skills, he struggled with self-image and confidence issues. He always felt stupid and behind in everything. The year he was diagnosed with dyslexia, I felt God calling us to give Joe a sabbatical year. Every fiber in my body was saying this was the worst possible time to take a break. He was already behind, quote-unquote. He needed to catch up and to learn all those new reading strategies and visual techniques to help him read and remember better. We just couldn't afford to take a whole year off. I also knew from my experience with my son that he learns best with short daily repetition. If we didn't repeat and review all those math facts and spelling rules and history dates and science information every day, He would forget them all, and we would have to start over, literally. But not surprisingly, every time I gave God an excuse for not taking a sabbatical year with my son, He would bring someone into my life with a powerful testimony, or He would put something in our path that made it abundantly clear which direction we needed to take. There was no way out of this, no matter how much I protested. So on bended knee, we jumped into God's plan for my son. Now at this time, my son was passionate about two things, baseball and Boy Scouts. So with much prayer and God's leading, I decided to use my son's scouting handbook as his quote-unquote curriculum that year. Since he was already completing badge work with his dad and with his troop, I just let him loose each day to do whatever he needed to do for whichever badge or badges he was working on. If he wanted to learn it, we made a way for him to do it. Now, his sabbatical year didn't include one textbook or one formal lesson, but somehow he learned about astronomy, geology, survival skills, environmental science, American history, geography, geocaching, bird study, American government, money skills, and so much more. Along the way, he learned tons of practical skills such as welding, cooking, woodworking, entrepreneurship, gardening, and car mechanics. Yep, all Boy Scout badges. That year, he delved into leadership in his troop since he had more time. He helped plan camping trips, scouting activities, and badge work workshops. We included his love of baseball into his badge work too by completing the collection badge, the athletic badge, the fitness badge, and the sports badge. This was the year my husband also started taking my son to the MLB spring training in Arizona for an annual fun dad son trip. For fun, he learned the history of some of his favorite teams, located the stadiums on the U.S. map, and kept intricate stats of his favorite players and of his own personal stats that baseball season. I didn't realize how intense sports statistics were until my son started calculating slugger percentages and pitching ERAs. If our homeschool group planned a field trip that was related to any of his badge work, we attended. God was so faithful that he even orchestrated a few baseball stadium tours that year for field trips. The only traditional two things we did during his sabbatical year were morning devotions and read aloud. We read about Jackie Robinson and some of the other baseball greats. We read the Tim Tebow story, which was awesome since Tim Tebow is dyslexic too. We finally found a book series my son liked called The Baseball Card Adventures by Dan Gutman. We read nonfiction books about how to hit harder, pitch better, and steal faster. And yes, I even let him play his PS4 MLB The Show during school time and let him participate in fantasy baseball with, with his youth group leader and friends. Surprisingly, he had to do a lot of reading to pick his dream teams and to learn the tricks of the game. I'm convinced his reading improved that year because of these activities. Again, I had no formal plans each day, and my only goal for the year was that somehow the rest from the usual grind of reading and math would somehow give him the breather he needed to learn at his own pace. God was faithful each and every day. My son ate of the crops harvested in years past. Amazingly, the skills and concepts that eluded him in the past were finally starting to make sense to him he was able to apply the same skills that led him to tears and tantrums the year before. God was using the quote-unquote crops from the years past as a way to nourish my son's mind during his sabbatical year. It was amazing to watch, and it goes without saying that this was my son's favorite year of homeschooling. Then the next year, he was ready, willing, and able to tackle more advanced math, writing, and reading. Not only did he not get Behind in math, but he actually completed his math so quickly the next year, he began Algebra 1 a few years early. The year of rest was just what he needed. In the spirit of taking an extended break, it's also important we give ourselves grace when those unexpected things happen in our lives that cause us to take an unplanned, extended break. The Lord commands us in times of trouble, distraction, and tragedy to be still and know that he is God. It's important to take time to grieve as a family when a loved one leaves us and enters the presence of God. We need to give ourselves grace to grieve no matter how long that takes. If putting the school books and lessons aside for an extended time to grieve a loss, then be still and know that God is with you. It's important to take time to mend broken hearts when separation or divorce enters the walls of your home. We need to give ourselves grace to mend those broken hearts, no matter how long it takes. If simplifying our school calendar and daily life for an extended amount of time, to grieve the loss of a relationship, or to start the process of starting over, then be still and know that God is all you need. It's important to take time to care for our family members who become sick or when an elderly relative needs our daily care. We need to give ourselves grace to reprioritize our lives and to get used to our new normal, no matter how long it takes. If schoolwork becomes doing chores and field trips become running grandpa to the doctor, then be still and know that God will be your strength. It's extremely important to take time to care for ourselves if depression, postpartum, or something similar invades our lives and minds. We need to give ourselves grace to address the issues that are causing our depression, no matter how long it takes. We all go through it. Some of us suffer harder and longer than others. Depression and mental illness are not a sign of weak faith or weak character. It's important to call it for what it is and to seek help. Ask a homeschooling friend or a grandma to teach your child a few days a week. Put your child in some outside classes a few days a week if you need to. If you take a break from being your child's primary teacher, then be still and know that God will be his teacher and great will be your child's peace. On a more positive note, if you need to take an extended break because there's another bundle of joy added to your family, then give yourself grace to rest and sleep as much as you and the new baby needs. In the few moments of stillness, know that God is in the midst of the chaos and the sleepless nights as well as in the moments of quiet. If the world was full of magical wishes and homeschool fairy tales, what would your ideal year look like if you did dare to take a whole year off of formal homeschooling? Think big. Think adventurous. There are no limits. What would you do or not do Use these dreams and ideas as your prayers. Seriously, ask God if taking a sabbatical year is part of his plan for you, for your family, or for one of your kids. Perhaps the Lord is placing certain things, places, and people on your heart for a reason. Don't dismiss the idea of taking an extended time to follow your heart, mind, body, and soul. Don't dismiss the idea of giving your child a year to marinate in the skills you've been drilling over the years. Sometimes the brain just needs time to chew on new concepts in order to process and fully understand them. And don't dismiss the idea of using a sabbatical year to allow your child to pursue his passions. You never know if God places these passions on his heart for future kingdom work. Don't dismiss the idea of taking an extended break to grieve or to get well. Learning to enjoy learning again might be just what your child and you need this next season of homeschooling, and perhaps taking a sabbatical year just might be the way God is calling you to do that. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little radical read aloud coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org, and subscribe to our Coffee with Carrie newsletter. We will be sharing some exciting news about our annual special weekend for homeschooling moms. You don't wanna miss the announcements, so subscribe to Coffee with Carrie. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. As we begin 2021 and the second half of our school year, May we humbly suggest you buy a few copies of my new book, Just Breathe, and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Get one for yourself, and then give a few to friends who are looking for a new way to approach homeschooling in 2021. This book will truly help you rest in the Lord and simplify your homeschooling. If you heard something you liked, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or share it with a friend who's looking for a different approach to homeschooling in 2021. If you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcast, and then take a few minutes to give us a rating and a little review. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week, and for sharing our podcast, our book, and our homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and our new book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless.